Okay, I'm going to tell you my Bob Proctor story. Already? Is that okay? Yeah. You can tell me your Bob Proctor story. Okay. So, Bob Proctor passing away recently. You and I were doing the morning show at Q107. Mm -hmm. We got fired May 5th, 1997. Mm -hmm. Cinco de Mayo. That's right. And um, we had... We'd had a number of iterations. We started at Q107. We got a wheelbarrow full of money and basically the Major League Baseball to come from AAA to Major Leagues. We went to CFTR, worked with Sandy and Tony. and A big truck of money there. And bittersweet replacing Tom Rivers, God rest his soul. Yeah. I was a huge fan of Tom's growing up. He was legendary for his phone calls, which we became legendary for our phone calls. But it was bittersweet getting the morning show at CFTR and replacing Tom Rivers Mm -hmm. because of the respect we had for him. Yeah. Uh, then back to Q107, AM, AM 640. Yep. We did well on that. Oh, that was a good Crushed one. there. Yeah. And then Q107 yeah. was our last tour of duty. Yeah. May 5th, 1997, I'd started building a company in my spare time and had befriended Bob Proctor. I met him at an event, and he and I became pals. And we did some work together, and I remember starting to build this business and um, and uh, I remember sitting in Bob Proctor's yard one afternoon, springish summer, after May fifth, nineteen ninety seven. So, what are you going to do? And he said, "Well, I'm pretty close to accepting this offer to go back on the radio." And it was Hot one hundred and three. I remember it, one of the times that you and I got fired. I went and worked at Hot one hundred and three. Mm. It was a big deal. Worked out really well. Yeah, I know. I remember. We went from uh, eighty eight thousand to over half a million listeners by moving the signal from Orangeville to Brampton. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> worst, worst, worst <laughs> radio station aesthetically ever. Wasn't it located beside a, a store that sold fireworks or something like that? I had to step over the hookah pipes <laughs> and rugs to get into the station to fall into the shithole. It was a fucking shithole of biblical proportions. <laughs> The morning show, we put out some good radio there. Had yep. Tony Daniels and, and Chris Taylor from, you know, Frank and Chris's airline, uh, Skylabs, whatever the fuck that whatever. was called. Yeah. I had Lorraine that I brought over from Temp. She was with a band, a rock band. She was fucking amazing. Had an incredible voice. Uh, I can't remember the name of the band. <clears throat> but anyway, we, we put out some good radio, but it was a shithole of biblical proportions. Yeah. The, the actual radio station itself. Mm. Horrible. Yeah. Horrible. Okay. God bless them. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, after you and I got fired, May 5th, 1997, I was sitting in Bob Proctor's yard one afternoon talking to him, what should I do? And he's trying to tell me to stay the course. You're becoming an entrepreneur. You're building something that'll be long lasting. If you go back into radio, you won't respect the people you're working for, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> okay, thanks. Get in my car. Drive away from Bob Proctor's house on Proctor Avenue. That, that's right. Most people don't know that. In North York. Go home, look at the bank account, say, fuck, that offer's not looking so bad, man. Because there's, you know, the cupboard's kind of bare. Mm. I got almost zero income coming in. Yeah. I got and a little trickling in from this business I was building. Yeah, and right? three kids. Mm, yeah, three boys, right? Yeah. Three, three sons and Jill. And I'd got, we'd gone from making a lot of money, a lot of money, to making pretty well nothing mm-hmm. overnight. So to make a long story short, Hot 103 comes crawling again and says, hey, man, you were fucking great three years ago. See that you just got fired. Would you come back? 
Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, we need an answer. You're, you're at the top of the list. We want you to come back. This time it'll be better. You'll make more money. You'll have fun. We'll throw in a car. And, you know, it wasn't the kind of money you and I were making in a queue, but it'd be enough to survive on and it'd be fucking money coming in where there was very little coming in, right? Gotcha. So, so it was a tough call, man. And I remember uh, they called back one last time and said, we need an answer. I said, I, I haven't made up my mind yet. Hang on a sec. <clears throat> we need an answer by Monday. Okay. What time? 11 a.m. We're going to call you at 11 a.m. on Monday. Yes or no, we're going to have to move on to our second choice. The ratings are coming up. We've got to get... Get geared up for the summer and for the book and yada, yada, yada. I'll let you know. I'll call you back Monday at 11 a.m. let you know. Thanks, Jess. Have a great weekend. I said to Joe, so what do you think I should do? I'm so sick and fucking talking to you about this. Either do it or don't do it, but I don't give a fuck. It's your career. You decide. So for me, bro, um, it was a tough decision because I kind of had this intuition that I said no to this. I'd be closing the door forever on my radio career, mm -hmm. right? I don't know why. Mm -hmm. And I remember Monday morning rolls around. It's 10.30, 10.45, and 11 a.m. I go to pick up the phone, black, mm -hmm. right? Old yep. black telephone yep. in the kitchen. Just as my hand was going to reach it, mm -hmm. it rings. It's Bob Proctor. It's the voice of the universe. Mm -hmm. Hey, how you doing, kid? Great, man. How you doing? Great. What's going on? Oh, nothing, you know, just moving and grooving and... Pause. Jess, it's me, Bob. What's really going on? <laughs> it's Bob. I was just about to pick up the phone and call Hot 103. How come? Well, you know, they offered me a gig and I was going to go back. Don't do it, Jess. You won't be happy. You won't, you won't like yourself. You won't respect yourself. The course that you have set for you and Jilly is going to... Yeah, set you up for life. Look where yeah. you are now. Yeah. 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 So, so here we are in Vancouver in the fucking coolest office in fucking Yale Town. You got a whole bunch of companies, one public. I'm on your board of fucking directors. We got people working for us around the fucking yeah. world. Could you imagine if he didn't make that oh, man, phone I mean, call? I Shit. <clears throat> so I, I, they, they phoned me before I could call them. Yeah. And I, I said no. And then I went in my office and put my head in my hands for about 15 minutes, thinking I'd just close the door on my radio career. My father before me was in television radio, NBC in New York and Los Angeles. And I just intuitively knew that I had shut the door on radio. Uh, about three weeks later, I was back at his backyard, mm -hmm. sitting by the pool. Mm -hmm. He said, so what are you going to do? And I said, well, now that I don't have to get up at four in the mornings and I'm fucking broke... I think I'll move the family out west. I got nothing to lose. Exactly. I like it out west. How are you going to get there? I said, I don't know. Uh, what do you got in the bank? <clears throat> nothing. Hang on a sec. I got to go do something. He came back out with a big check. This kind of guy said, he is. I, I said, I can't take that. You take it. Go and get Jilly and you and the boys set up. Give me a call when you set up. We'll work on some, some things. Uh, like, like who does that? Yeah. Bob Proctor. Yeah. And why does he do that? He'll tell you. The universe will pay me back, kid. Well, we moved out. I ramped up that business. I paid him back. We did a lot of business together. I literally paid him back. Mm -hmm. And uh, I didn't see it at the time, right? I didn't see what he was seeing. Mm -hmm. Being broke, three boys, no income, very little. <clears throat> I didn't see it, but I took a leap and did it. And... 
That's my Bob Proctor story, and I put it in that book that I published in 2009. That guy meant a lot to me, and I know that he meant a lot to you. Absolutely. Well, so, I, I also work for him, too, because I had a really bad radio job when, when you were having a bad radio job. I was working at CFRB. <laughs> now, it, that was a bad radio job at CFRB. You know, the number one talk station. But all I, all I did was intro the traffic woman and do the weather. And that was about it. So it's 310. <laughs> now with traffic, here's so-and-so. And they go into a commercial. Then I'd come out. Now here's Toronto weather. Now here's the business report. And I hated it. So I worked for Bob, <coughs> Bob Makowitz was the, uh, was the program director. Mm-hmm. And we had a really good relationship at Q107. You know, he was a music director there. It was a lot of fun. You know, we'd go out back, smoke a little bit of pot, have some laughs. Oh, back in the day at Q, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Maco was off the rails. It was yeah, fun. Yeah. Fun times. Everyone yeah. was off the rails at Q. Well, something happened at CFRB. And I remember one day I had to go in for uh, some sort of a, an assessment, a work assessment. So what you do is you fill out this form and it asks you all these questions. So I just gave myself nothing but tens. So I go in and he's like all pissed off. He goes, what's with this assessment? You can't give yourself all tens. And I said, Bob, I said, we used to smoke drugs behind the building at Young and Bluer. And I said, where did you get the training to be a fucking, you know, <laughs> guidance counselor and, and marking performance tests? So he got all pissed off and he used to call me up on the air. I remember one Sunday he called me up on air because they put me on weekends. And he said, I've just been listening to the first half hour of your show. I'm thinking of taking the radio and throwing it off the building. Oh my I can't God. stand what you're doing. And that's Mako, the guy that we used to work with at Q. Yeah, who was we used to go out pal. and smoke pot with yeah, you. Yeah. And you were, you know, the king of barometer with Jane Houghton yeah. and all that stuff. And now you're not good enough to do the fucking weather and, and introduce the taxi guys. You may also recall once on budget day, I came in after this big music. I said, it is budget day. Right. right? Yeah. And he calls during the commercial going, it's it's not it is. I'm just holy going. fuck. So that's that's what Jesus. So I so I remember Good calling up God. Bob Proctor, or he called me. He goes, "How's things going at CFRB, kid?" I said, "Bob, I hate it." He goes, "Well, quit." I said, "I can't quit. I need money coming in." He goes, "Kid, are you happy?" I said, "No." Then quit. This is your life, and I did basically what you did. And the next yeah. day, I walked in and I quit. And it was the best feeling I've ever had in my entire life. And I did that with another job in another industry. And it was also a great feeling. My other great Bob Proctor story is we're living in Huntington Beach. And I'm working for Bob at the time, selling his programs. The commissions were phenomenal. Mm -hmm. And he calls me up and he said, kid, I got this VHS tape from this woman in Australia last night. He goes, I don't even remember about this. He said, about a year and a half ago, this woman kept calling me and calling me and wanted to interview me. I finally had some spare time. He said, I'm, I'm doing this course in Colorado. They put up this green screen. She's on the phone from Australia, and the film crew is just basically filming my answers, and I'm listening to her questions over the phone. So it's over and done with. She said, we're not paying anybody for this, but it'll probably increase your business. He goes, never thought about it. He goes, so I got this video last night. He goes, I got a couple of copies. He goes, I'm not sure about this. He goes, I'm going to FedEx it to you overnight. I said, that's great, Bob. So I'm just thinking, you know, it's going to be some tape, blah, blah, blah. Who, who thinks? So Carla in the morning goes out to yoga. This FedEx parcel comes. And the one thing he said to me, he goes, put it on as soon as you get it, kid. 
So I took it out of the box. I put the VHS in the TV set, and I started watching it. And I said, holy fuck. I said, this is going to be life-changing for so many people. And I called him up afterwards, and I said, God, Bob. I said, people around the world are going to watch this. this. I said, this is the most incredible thing I've seen in the self-help industry. He goes, so you think it's good? <laughs> I'm like, do I think it's good? I said, Bob, this is going to rock your business like three, four, five thousand percent. And the VHS was the secret. Wow. So yeah, that was a really, really cool story. Wow. And he was such. And a how many? Hundreds of millions. Oh, well. The end result was the year after it came out, yeah. I was still working for him. His business grew by 6,000%. Yeah. And none of those guys in the, in the secret ever got paid a penny. No. But what it did for them was phenomenal. And Bob always used to say, you know, I'll help you out. The universe will pay me. So the universe really paid him on that. And he was, he's, you know, I still apply his teachings to my day-to-day -day life. You know, I have a goal card and... You know, I appreciate things. I help out people for free. He was just a, what an amazing man. I was involved in a business with Bruce Black. Yeah. Of Black's Cameras. Yeah. Which, he was also a neighbor of mine in Unionville. Yeah. We get involved in a business together, and we decided to bring Bob Proctor out to speak. And, and uh, I, I was going to speak at the same event, right? My book had come out. So I bring Bob out, and uh, we thought we could get, get 500 people into the Bayshore Hotel, 1,500 seated, another 750 in the hallways, <laughs> right? <clears throat> it was oversold. And I'm sitting in the green room afterwards. So I, the, the deal all along was I would go out, do a spiel, talk a little bit about something from my book, and introduce Bob. And then and, and that fucker at the, in, the, in the green room says, hey, Jess, I'm going to go out first and set you up. I said, and I'm thinking, yeah, I'm going to follow Bob Proctor, right? <laughs> yeah, people are going to want to stick around and hear what yeah, I got to say. Right. So I said, yeah, no, that's a bad idea. No, it's a great idea. I'm going to set you up. I'm going to give you an intro. It'll, it'll take you years down the road. I said, dude, I'm not following you. Yeah, you are. I'm going first. He goes out first. You know, come on. Fucking slays it. Yeah. Everybody was there to see Bob Proctor, mm -hmm. right? He f fucking brought the house down. It's mm -hmm. roaring, right? It's oversold. There's people in the hallway. <laughs> They're fucking screaming. And he was on, <laughs> on his fucking game. You know Bob, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. Nobody can deliver it. Yeah. And so as he's leaving the stage and I'm coming out and thunderous applause, he pulls me over by the shirt, literally has to yell in my ear so I can hear him, don't fuck it up, kid. <laughs> <laughs> I just, uh, uh, he, was, he was great. And, but you know what? He always challenged people. I remember saying to him, uh, he said, well, you know, what, tell me about your goals. And I said, Bob, I want to live uh, with a view of the ocean, palm trees, et cetera, et cetera. And I had it on my goal card. And, he, and the way he would teach people to write your goal card is, I always use my birthday. So it would be something like, it's November 19th or 18th, whatever year it was. I'm so happy and grateful now that I have a view of the ocean. I'm living in Southern California with palm trees, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So it came true. My goal came true. It was really, really great. And I remember when we moved in, I, I called him up, and he said, oh, that's a really great kid. And it did happen late in the year. So I get a Christmas card from Bob, and he said, uh, you got your view. What's next? <laughs> Just wow. love that. What's next? <clears throat> so if I'm reading your gold card today, oh, it would read something go. like, here we go. Don't bring this bit Dear down. Universe, yeah. please put me in a room with Jesse whenever we want to. 
with yeah. companies that we run yeah. where we can say the word cunt as many times into a microphone as possible, be as politically incorrect like yesterday's bit, putting the got a dick, not got a dick app over dead Helen Reddy's twat whenever we want to, and just do that whenever we want ad infinitum. That was somewhere on your goal card? Somewhere. Bob was right. Bob was right. Bob, Jesse and I achieved our goal. Bob, here's looking at your hoop, kid. Yep. Hope you're happy. Hope you're setting it on fire wherever you are in the universe. And thank you for all you've done for us and all you've meant to us. Absolutely. Love you, Bob Proctor.